What is up Fish Nations? I hope you guys had a great week and I hope the cliffhanger wasn't too much to bear from last week till now. Oh my gosh. Speaking of bear, where I left off was when Ashley and I were just in the tent at our campground when we had just gotten to bed during the first night of our Sequoia National Park camping trip. The first day was kind of crazy. We took the adventure from Las Vegas and made our way over to the California Park, which is Sequoia National Park, but we actually booked our campground at Sequoia National Forest. It ended up working out perfectly because it was the campground of our dreams. Not only was there a stream that was super easily accessible just steps away from our campsite, but we were also surrounded by trees that were over a hundred feet tall. I'm talking about the giant sequoias. So today we woke up and we had an awesome adventure. So stick tuned to today, today's podcast if you are interested in seeing how our day went. It was super great and I hope you guys could learn a couple of tips that you could apply to your next adventure when you do go out into the outdoors, whether it be to Sequoia National Park or just any camping trip in general. So as I left off, I went to sleep the night before and I heard some scurrying right around our tent. Like I was already scared because there was no one around us except for the other campers, but nothing too close to where Ashley and I was sleeping. Um, we each had our own separate tent, so I was pretty much all alone throughout the night. I pretty much slept with one eye open, but the noise of the roaring water that was right near our campsite was something great for me to fall asleep to. I'm used to hearing some brown noise, or at least a fan, when I'm sleeping, so that stream noise was a definite doze, um, like, simulant for me, because... I can't just sleep in complete silence, so that was perfect. The temperatures did reach a little bit lower than I was thinking, I was a little bit cold, and I did realize that I had inflated the little mattress thing that Ashley had brought along for me to, to use. I just left it in my tent because I thought I wasn't gonna need it. So I kind of regretted that in the middle of the night. I felt a little crater right underneath my back, and in that crater was a little rock, and I did my best to move a little bit around from that crater, but I definitely felt it through the night. I was super excited to hop out of bed in the morning and start my fishing. We bought our four-day license for California, so I had all the right to hop out of bed and go over to the stream. Ashley is someone who loves to sleep, so she was sleeping and she told me not to wake her up. And yeah, so the first thing I did was hop out of the tent, brush my teeth, ate my Bobo's, which is like a nutrition bar, and I wanted to fish. So I tied on my new spinning reel um, and rod, and I tied on like a Joe's Flies spinner. So basically what that kind of spinner is, is a little spinner like a rooster tail, but attached to it is like a little fly at the end, so the trout were supposed to go crazy for it. Keep in mind that this is the first time I went stream fishing, so I didn't really know too much about stream fishing. I just went with my gut, and that fly spinner combo looked amazing, and it turned out it was. So, I did my best not to wake up Ashley in this process because I know how cranky she could get if I do wake her up. So, I snuck out and everyone else was still asleep around the campsite. It was so nice to smell all the pine leaves and to hear that stream in the background still and to hear those birds. It was so peaceful. No one was up yet except for me and I didn't even set an alarm. It was just a natural like jump out of bed because I was excited to catch fish. So I went over to where I saw the people fishing um, earlier. I walked through the path all alone and I'm paranoid that a mountain lion's going to come out of the bush because let's be honest, here in Nevada, specifically around Las Vegas, there aren't a lot of big trees and cover for things like mountain lions to go and hide in. So I was 
on my toes the whole time to see if a mountain lion or a bear was about to like pop out because I've seen those YouTube videos and I'm sure you guys have too those insane bear encounter videos and mountain lion encounter videos especially after the scurrying near my tent last night I was still curious to see what it was but as soon as Ashley woke up we found out what it was but on the way to the stream I realized that there were a couple different pockets that were deeper than the regular stream and I was like hmm those might be a good spot to hop on to later but I continued to the place where I saw the fisherman before because I figured that there might be fish there. So as soon as I cast out I see a giant freaking trout near boulder and he won't eat it no matter what so I just kept throwing it out there my spinner my fly spinner and I kept throwing it until I finally felt a strike. For those fishermen that know how it's like, as soon as you look away, you feel a strike, right? As soon as you're not focusing on the actual fishing part anymore, you're just like submersed, immersed in the nature part of fishing, you get a bite. So I start reeling in this fish and I'm thinking it's a monster. Remember that Ashley caught a fish that was the size of her freaking pinky yesterday? Well, now it was my turn to catch a fish the size of my pinky, but I was still super excited. This fish, I scooped it up and it was less than two inches long. It was a baby brook trout or a baby brown trout, I'm still not sure, but it had these really cool looking red dots all over its body and I was like, wow, this is super exciting. So I took a quick picture, released it back and I'm like, okay, time to catch your mom or your dad because you're a small fish, we can't eat you. So I released it and I kept on throwing it upstream. As I'm throwing, I am hearing this beautiful water, it's crystal clear but the water temperature is still freezing cold because all of the water that's rushing down this mountain is from the snow melt. And I'm like, okay, cool, this is awesome. And once again, I completely focus in on the nature part of it. I hear the birds in the background. I for sure hear some stellar jays and some crows and boom, second strike. And it's another freaking baby brook or <laughs> brown trout. And I, at this point I'm getting a little bit frustrated and I'm like, okay, I'll have to come back later because this pool clearly has a ton of fish in it some are big but the only ones that are biting are these tiny ones so i went back to our tent site and this is like an hour after i just started fishing and ashley's still not awake but you know what a couple other campers around the campsite are and it's past the 8 a.m time that we had agreed on the night before to wake up ashley so i go ahead and wake her up as soon as she goes to put on her shoes she notices that one of the shoes has been bitten not only has it been completely bitten, but her entire shoelace has just been chopped in half as though someone grabbed a pair of scissors and just cut it off. So this is clearly from the animal that was around our campsite the night before. My guess is that it's a squirrel because nothing carnivorous, like a carnivore kind of animal was going to like eat a shoelace. Um, so it was definitely not a bear or a cougar, but it probably was like some kind of rodent to have like the teeth that could just bite through her shoe so those were completely unwearable yet she still decides to leave them outside the tent and you can only imagine what happens this night but going back to what happens we I go ahead and I have to wait for Ashley now and I tell her about my catches and now the score is not one to zero which was Ashley last night as far as fish catching goes I'm catching up to her and I caught two fish today and she still has one so so far I'm winning on this trip as the day goes on, we take a two-hour drive to Sequoia National Park from our campsite because we decided that today was going to be a good day to go ahead and go to the park. I didn't want to risk not being able to see the world's largest tree in a couple of different like touristy spots along the camp uh, along the national park. Um, we were going to spend we are going to spend four days at Sequoia National Park, 
but just because it was such a far drive, if things didn't work out this one day, um, which was today, we would have more time to go back to the park. So we decided that day two was going to be completely dedicated to the national park. If we got to see everything at the national park, great, we wouldn't have to go back after driving two hours to the touristy spots. But if we didn't get to see everything that was on our list, then we would just simply go on day three or day four before we head back to Vegas. So on the car ride there, Ashley finally agrees to let me drive again. So on the whole ride there, she's asleep and I'm listening to my country playlist. I hear those like sweet 90s throwback songs and we drive past those awesome curves. This time on the way down, the curves are just going back and forth. I see the super clear blue stream to our left as we're driving past the burn zones and past the mining trails and past the visitor center and ranger station which we stopped by on the way up to our campground and i know we're getting closer by the minute we pass through endless fields of just like orange groves that have like tangerines and other citrus and i just want to stop by and grab one but we can't so i keep driving and we drive past these awesome lakes i think there were like the three lakes the three sister lakes or something like that until we finally arrive at the entrance of Sequoia National Park so we drive through this tiny little town and there is absolutely no line to get into the park which was shocking so I'm over here excited to get in there see the world's largest tree on our bucket list for today was to see General Sherman was to see the grove that had a couple other trees we wanted to do Morrow Rock uh, I think it was Morrow Rock and we wanted to see, um, what was it called? Tunnel Rock, which was another part of the park that we wanted to see, and then a couple other things. But on that list, we ended up just doing a couple of it because they were doing something of maintenance around the park. So as soon as we get in there, I have my National Park Pass. I bought the one, the America's Beautiful Pass, which gives me access to all the national parks around the US. So if you guys wanna buy it, it's super worth it. It's around like 70 or $80 for an annual pass and you have access to all the different national parks around the US. And this card is good for up to like two people, but only one person can have possession of it at a time. So if you're in the car with your friends, um, the other person whose name is on the card, if they're not in, in the car, they can't take advantage of it the same day you can. So that's something you can keep in mind. But we ended up entering the park and as soon as we entered th to the side that we were at, was Tunnel Rock. I didn't even know that it was that easy of a drive. As soon as we get in there, it's to our left of the road. We hop out quickly and it's not something you drive through. So during our like research process of Sequoia National Park, we did see that Tunnel Rock was um, exactly as the name suggests. It's like a boulder on top of a boulder and it creates kind of like a tunnel. I'm sure at one point the cars were allowed to drive through it, but when we went, the road was constructed around it. So at this point, it was more of a tourist spot and a picture spot more than anything. But what we were really excited to see was the world's largest tree. So we kept on driving and to our amazement, we see this giant smoke cloud appear right as we're approaching the visitor center, which is up top of a hill. And we're like, what the heck? Is this a forest fire? And it actually was, but we wouldn't find out why they were doing the forest fire until later on in that day where we actually drove through the fire it was super scary so ashley's over here admiring and she's like this is so far and we're keep on driving but i'm like ashley it's gonna be worth it it doesn't even seem like it's that packed and as soon as we go ahead and make it to the visitor center we hop out ashley needs to go to the bathroom i need to go to the bathroom 
and we have to change up planes because the road up ahead past the visitor center is completely closed to three traffic through traffic and only shuttles are available past that point i'm super grateful that the park did provide shuttles for us to use during this time of wild wild fire season but it still didn't give us complete autonomy to go wherever we wanted to we had to depend on the schedule that the shuttles were running and there were two different shuttles that we could take one to go to one side of the park and then the other one that took us more toward the other side of the park so after exploring a little bit of the visitor center we found out that they were doing controlled burns on the dead vegetation around the sequoia national park area which was cool to know that they do that type of maintenance to ensure like healthy growth and to minimize the damage of actual natural forest fires so we hopped on the shuttle and as soon as i walk in i see the cutest little animal on one of the posters and it's a marmot and my goal is to see a marmot somehow throughout this trip and hopefully today because we were in the national park so as we hop on the shuttle i'm already dreaming of how big this world's largest tree is not only is it going to be super tall but it's going to be super wide as well and ashley and i are just sitting in the shuttle talking about how excited we are but Ashley's the kind of person that doesn't really like to spend time outdoors with other people. She more prefers like a solo backpacking trip as opposed to something like Zion National Park where you run into someone every two seconds. So even though Sequoia was pretty empty compared to what I was used to as far as national parks goes, it was still super crowded for her standards. And we are approaching the world's largest tree and I look out the window and their forest fire is blazing. They're freaking firefighters trying to set the blaze out and we're just in panic mode we're like we're really driving through a forest fire and there's fire on both sides at this point and the, the bus driver the shuttle driver is just handling it like a pro like it's not even anything um, out of the ordinary so as soon as we go out we stop at the specific place that he drops us off to go to see the world's largest tree we get out and we have to walk down this giant hill full of squirrels, full of birds, until I finally glance at it. So imagine the world's largest tree. You're imagining it right now in your head. Well, take that and multiply it by two at least, and that's how big that tree was. It was insanely big. And as you can expect, this was crowded even to my standards. We had to wait around 40 minutes to take a picture with the tree if we wanted a solo pic. So I just snuck behind it, got a different angle, and I skipped a line entirely because I didn't have to have that little plaque showing that it was the General Sherman tree. As long as I had a picture with it, I was satisfied. So as soon as we were done taking that quick snap and really admiring the ginormality of that tree, we got back on the shuttle and we were going to go to our next stop, which we decided was going to be Tokapa Falls. So we saw on the map in the visitor center by talking to the ranger that this Togepa Falls area was a really good beginner hike and it shouldn't be too crowded. It was a giant waterfall that ran off of the ice melts as well and it was known to be a bear habitat too. So a lot of bear sightings there. There were definitely fish in the water even though we didn't bring any rods. We were certainly going to run into a couple fish in the water. So Ashley and I both agreed that it was a good place to stop at. Plus there was another visitor center at that location as well. So if we both needed to go to the restroom there would be some nice facilities. So we ended up arriving there. We used up the facilities. It's nice because they also had a restaurant, so we stopped for some snacks. I got a quick salad. Ashley got her meal ready to eat ready. And as soon as we were done eating that amazing salad, we headed up on the trail. Tokopa Falls is a 1.7 mile each way hike. 
across bear country and across these beautiful valleys, I had never seen such a postcard looking location at a national park before. So we stepped out of the, uh, onto the trail and as soon as we started, we have to cross this bridge over a roaring river. So I thought the river at our campsite was big, but it turns out that this river was actually even bigger and the flow of water was even more insane. At this point, we had zero visual of the waterfall, so it was pretty much gonna be a giant surprise. I had no expectations whatsoever. Once again, I live in Las Vegas, so we don't really have a lot of natural waterfalls where um, around our house, but I'm just used to seeing like little springs falling off a mountain, nothing outrageous like an illegitimate waterfall. So we start on the trail and immediately I'm awestruck. I want to take a picture every five steps, but Ashley just continues at me. She's like, this is just forest. Um, I'm used to this, but I'm over here taking pictures. I'm here seeing all the different types of nature that I don't get to see back home. The water is super blue in this stream too and super clear. And I just want to take a dip. So we take a quick detour off the trail to a sub trail that leads us to a water, a mini waterfall and a mini part of the creek where it just um, is really pretty and I feel the water and it's absolutely freezing. We do not want to get into that water because it's that cold. We continue up and up and up and up until finally we arrive at this small little clearing midway through the trail that has two marmots just sitting on a log. So if you don't know what a marmot is, it's a type of like groundhog looking rodent and it was just sitting on top of the, the freaking log and I go in and I take a picture of it and boom, mission accomplished. That was the animal I wanted to see along the trip. It's the one I saw on the shuttle bus and we keep walking. I'm already motivated and at least we didn't run into a bear yet or any mountain lanes and we keep on walking until finally the roar of the river turns into a giant roar of a waterfall. I look up and as far as I could see on that mountain is just a giant waterfall. It's roaring, I could feel the mist near us, and I'm like, wow, I can't wait to get even closer to it. So we kept on our trail, trekking, 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 until eventually we reach the base of that ginormous waterfall. I look back and it's a tremendous valley full of greenery, and I'm like, I am so far away from the desert landscape, and it is gorgeous. So we take that in a little bit and decide that it's time to go back to camp, so we trek that 1.7 miles back to the shuttle, hop back on it, hop back to our car, and we drive on to our campsite. Day two was an absolute success. If you guys are wanting to go to Sequoia National Park, definitely check out those two main spots, the General Sherman Tree, which is the world's largest tree, and also Tokopa Falls, which is a gorgeous waterfall that I didn't even know about before our trip definite two must-stop locations. So I'm satisfied with going to the national park at this point, and I already know that we're not going to be going back to the actual park during our trip, but we were going to definitely explore around camp in the next two days. So as soon as we head back to camp, set up a fire, unwind, I eat a tuna packet that I brought along, and it's time to sleep. It's almost sundown, and day three was definitely going to be one to remember. So if you're excited about that, Make sure to stick tuned to next week's episode. And if you want more updates and more adventures, and if you want to see a video type of format, make sure to follow me on my YouTube channel called Fishnicious, and also my Instagram, which is F-I-S-H-N-I-C-I-U-S. 
All right, so remember to camp infinitely, but also to fish infinitely. See you guys next week.